What is up, fellas? Welcome back to Combos Over Cold Brew with me, your host, Emma Abrahamson. Today we have one of my good friends here in Portland on the podcast. It's Carissa Schweitzer. She is on the Bowerman Track Club here in Portland, Oregon, sponsored by Nike. She is one of the most talented female distance runners in U.S. history. She recently just ran 1426 in the 5k yes you heard that right 1426 anyways i'll let her do the talking so let's get straight into this episode Carissa, welcome to the podcast do you want to introduce yourself tell everyone you're your background, what you're about. (laughs) Yes, thank you for having me. So I'm Carissa Schweitzer. I run for the Bowerman Track Club and I went to college at Mizzou and this is my second year running professional. Nice. You've made quite the statement so far, I would say. (laughs) I, I feel like everyone already knows who you are, but uh, to give a little bit more background, you you are are you a six-time NCAA champion is that right yes six times okay yeah so she won NCAA six times I can't even comprehend that Mm -hmm. um and you recently just ran a 1426 5k that literally (laughs) makes me want to barf that is so fast I can't I don't understand but man and you also just ran a four minute 0.02 I don't even know I think that's like I think we figured it was four inches which is just ridiculous <laughs> Ooh, do you think that you like broke four when you crossed the line because at, at that point it's like I don't know that's I feel like you cross it and you think it says 359 Oh, yeah. I think the worst part was it was like, you know, when the clock like in front of you is kind of delayed a little. Yeah. So I was looking at it and I was like, oh, my gosh, like I'm going to run 358. This is insane. And I shouldn't have <laughs> I shouldn't have looked at it that much. But I was really looking at it because that was like my only goal and, you know, no crowd, nothing else to really pump you up. So I was just like, I got to get this time and I cross it. And then it like like moves and changes and it was like 358 and then it was like registered four flat and I was like no (laughs) I just have these like pictures like right at the thing and my eyes are just like are you kidding me (laughs) Uh, that's like such a fast time so on one hand you should like be proud of yourself but on the other hand it's like 0.02 that's so so close close. (laughs) yes no I'm super excited can never be mad about a PR but for sure um the most frustrating one I've had yeah I mean I'm sure you're only 20 you're 23 right just turned 24 oh right 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 oh my gosh how how can I even forget that um yeah you just turned 24 so you're still so young I'm sure you're gonna have so many other opportunities to run a fast 1500 especially when there's a crowd yeah some competition some crowd in there yeah I think all of those hopefully will equal a sub four yeah I'm sure they will um okay to oh wait also how could I forget you're also a new world record holder in yes. the four by 1500 how does that feel to have your name written in the history books 
honestly so crazy and just even more crazy like we did it as like with my training partners you know like people that I train with every day so I think it was just really exciting to do it together like the week before we were racing each other in the 15 and now we were all able to go against like together to um, get that record and I never thought I would have a world record especially not right away so I think that's really cool yeah I think that was that was so impressive to watch I mean everyone cranking out sub 407s or whatever it ended up being that yeah is insane just doing that alone I cannot imagine people run 407 in a race like with other people and a crowd and that's such a good time so I can't imagine just doing that alone and with a baton in your hand man that was impressive <laughs> and just yeah. have so many people on your team like just be able to run that fast oh my gosh yeah they're all just so quick so definitely helps push me at practice which is good yeah Okay, well, to backtrack quite a bit, can you tell us about, like, your start in running and how, yeah, how you kind of got your foot in the door in the sport? Yeah, um, way back to, like, middle school days, um, I actually, my grandpa would time me and I would run around the house (laughs) just, like, to see how fast I could get, like, one lap around the house, and I was so competitive with it. And so finally, I went to um, middle school practice, and it was like, we lined up on an 800, and it was like, boys and like, girls are lined up, it was just like a time trial 800, and then you got like, eighth grade boys who are just like, huge, and I was just like, little like, seventh grader, just like, squeezing in, or fifth grade, I think, I don't know, (laughs) but... My grandpa was just like, wow, like I just squeezed my way to the front. <laughs> I think I placed like third or something. He's like, she actually probably can do this. <laughs> and so um, just kind of started from there. And I feel like I just like really fell in love with the sport in high school. And we had a pretty good high school team. Um, we won like three cross country state titles. So I think that really helped me like fall in love with the team aspect of the sport and when I was looking for colleges, I really wanted that um, camaraderie in like the team part of it. And I wanted to like have a team to push me that we could like try to make nationals and stuff like that. So um, Mizzou is definitely my top pick and I really grew there. And then choosing for a professional side, I wanted people that were going to push me every day. And there was just no question that Bowerman Track Club was um, the group that was going to do that. Yeah, definitely. I mean, you guys are quite on top of the distance running world at the moment. Um, and it's just super exciting to watch. So you were, I mean, you were pretty good in high school. What were your PRs? High school. Okay. Um, if, you can, if you can remember I, way yeah, back. No, no, no. I think I got this. Um, 800 was like 212. And then the 1500 was 435, I think. And the 3K is like 954, 55, which is just crazy to think about where it's at now. (laughs) Would you ever think, like, if you were back in high school right now, could you ever imagine yourself being where you are today? Oh, not, no, I couldn't think that. Like, I feel like in high school, I would like, I specifically remember like crossing the line, like after my 3k where I broke 10 and I was like, oh my gosh, like, I don't think I'll ever be able to run faster than that. Like, I was like, that was so hard. And it's just so crazy to me. Cause I feel like I've said that a lot of times, like in different points of my career, I'd finish something and be like, whoa, 
there's just no way I'm getting faster than that. That was crazy. So, um, no, I definitely didn't. (laughs) What do you think has been like the biggest sort of improvement for you? Because you definitely improved a ton in college, obviously winning so many NCAA championships. So like, I know a lot of people that end up doing really well in college, like weren't not saying that you were not good in high school, but like running those times are, it's good, but it's not like the top. So what do you think brought yeah, what do you think like brought you to the top of the NCAA? Yeah, um, I think just getting recruited out of high school, I you would never translate my high school times to what I did in college. So um, I think in college, it just was really, um, we were really slow with that progression. Uh, I didn't run a ton of mileage in high school. So translating that to college was just a little difficult because a lot of people are running like, 70, 80 miles a week. And we had to start, I had to start at like 50 miles a week and doing that with like a cycle. So I'd 50 was my high, I'd go back down to 40, hit 45 and just cycle those three weeks. And we would just very slowly um, built mileage up and um, just tried to do that very consistently throughout my time in college. And eventually I reached up to 75 miles a week I think that was my high my senior year um but it just took a ton of time and um consistent training and I think I just finally was allowed like I kept getting held back in all these workouts like there was like the top group and then I wanted to run with the top group really bad and he would hold me back and then um I'd get to run with them like maybe once a week for like the bigger workouts and Finally, he like my coach translate um, transitioned me into like uh, harder workouts. I'd do some alone. I'd do some with the guys, and I think that slow progression just helped me a ton because if you can so easily get greedy and rush into things and then like get hurt and take a couple steps back, and for me it was just always taking like these tiny steps forward, and finally it would just have this huge breakthrough, but um, we look back on my training and my coach is like, well, I'm not surprised by this breakthrough, but everyone else is because um, they didn't see like the day in and day out of these training and these workouts that I was doing leading up to those races. Definitely. And I remember talking to Centro, this is so random. I remember talking to Centro last year and he kind of said the same thing just about holding yourself back in training. Like, like you said, I feel like people tend to get greedy. So I feel like always being able to kind of improve on something, especially at the college level, if you're looking to go pro or at the high school level, looking to run in college, like always having something that you can improve on during the next step, I think is something that is really motivating because I feel like you don't want to go into college or professional feeling like you've done every possible thing in your career, like to make you a good runner. So I think it's just funny that Centro said yeah, <laughs> quite similar last year, but no, definitely. I feel like a lot of us, like even my sister, she'll run with me sometimes and she's just surprised at how slow sometimes our easy runs are. Cause I'm just like, we're just recovering from the last workout and getting ready for this next race. And I feel like people are always thinking we're running like sub seven paces and like crushing every run, but there's some days out there that it's like eight minute pace and you're like, Ooh, that was a tough <laughs> one today. Yeah. And kind of going off of that, what do you think about like high schoolers these days that are like training, like college runners? Do you think that's a good idea to help the sport? Because in other countries you have people training 
super hard from when they're like super young. But someone like you, I mean, I'm sure you trained hard in high school, but I feel like people like high school runners these days are running sub what is it sub nine almost oh or God, maybe people crazy. have to run sub nine I don't even know um what what are your thoughts on that yeah I think it's just it's so different like everyone has different paths obviously but um for me I think it was just super important that I was um held back a lot and just kind of um like just took it pretty easy in high school I would say relative to especially relative to what some high schoolers are doing now just because I my parents, my coaches, they all just wanted to make sure I still enjoyed the sport. And I think at the end of the day, as long as you're still having fun with it, you're still competitive with yourself um, and passionate about it, you're going to reach your potential. Because when you're just like tired or burnt out of it, it's just really hard to like motivate yourself to like go on those hard runs or motivate yourself to get up and do that hard workout early in the morning and that kind of stuff. Yeah. I think just kind of like having the end goal of longevity in the sport is super important, especially for younger runners. Like you, like you said, you don't want to be burnt out before you even really get to the, to yeah. the big time, you know, <laughs> and you never know what you can do in the future too. No, for sure. And there's definitely like, a, I mean, there's variations of it for sure. Like you want to, you know, still train, hard enough to get those opportunities but um just knowing like your potential is like later on in the sport and especially when you come in as like a freshman and um you see what all the seniors are doing it's really easy to get wrapped up in that and instead it's like you need to focus on yourself and you need to just know that you'll get there eventually but um rushing it is not going to help yeah, there is really no like quick way to get good at running. I feel like it's just the culmination of so so many years of training, yes. and you really see that, especially in the pros um, mm-hmm. and how well they've done it. How yeah, like with longevity and stuff. So it's been cool to watch you run, and I mean, you're only 24, so I'm sure we'll have many more years <laughs> to continue yes, watching you. <laughs> Uh, what what would you say is like your breakout race that you had for me watching you it was 2016 NCAA championships I mean I wasn't watching you because I was in the race but <laughs> yeah for cross country um yeah. but I feel like actually a huge day for both of us um yeah, NCAA champions right here yes. but you got first and I got 112th or something <laughs> Still big day um yeah, no, that was definitely my breakthrough. Um, I think it was just, that was a long time coming. Um, we even backtracked to my track season prior to that. Um, I had like a big breakthrough. I got third at um, nationals and that was like kind of like a shock to me and my coach. And after that, he was just like, we definitely want to shoot for like the top three. We want to try to win a national title. And hearing that is just, insane and especially in cross country alone you just line up so many people on that start and just so many things can happen and it was horrible weather out I remember just like driving to the course and I was like I don't even really want to be outside right now let alone run in this weather (laughs) I don't think anyone did man that was so bad you know that Terre Haute like there's just all these things but my coach just talked to me beforehand and he was just like in this kind of conditions, like this kind of weather, like no one really wants to lead. Like he's like, anything can really happen. And, um, that just really stuck with me. I was like, okay, like anything can happen. Like it's weird conditions. Like that's in my favor. Like I'm excited about this. Like 
um, he was like, whatever you do, just don't lead the race. He's like, tuck in and um, see what you can do from there. Just try to stay with the leaders. But he was convinced. He's like, it's not going to be fast. So he's like, since it won't be fast, like, um, he's like, I think it'll be more like a sit and kick. And we just go from the gun and it is so fast. And all, the whole time I'm just like, you're so wrong. I'm so mad. Like These girls are just hammering. And um, I, sh- I mean, I should have known it was going to be fast. It's Aaron Finn and Anna Rohr. They just, they go from the gun all the time. And um, just kind of stuck in there. And uh, when it came down to like the end of the race, I was in the top five. And I talked to my coach like beforehand. I talked um, with multiple people. And that was like, that was my goal was to be in the top five. And it so easily I could have just finished and been like, Oh, top five. Like I'm happy. But, um, I just quickly like shifted that mindset in the race. And I was like, I, I don't want like just fifth. Like I just like kept picking at people. And, um, that straight away was when I told myself, I was like, I'm just going to give it everything I can. And when you round that straight away, it's very deceiving. People look really far away (laughs) and uh, the finish line looks extremely far away and the wind is just hitting you like crazy but I knew that I could just slowly like kick people down and I focused on fourth and then third Um, but when I was focusing on third I was like I don't want second like I want to win this and so crossing the finish line I literally was like I need to pinch myself I cannot believe that just happened I was (laughs) in shock like if you go back and watch like my like cele- like I don't even know like I like kind of start crossing the line and I was like wait people like throw their arms up and I like do like a half throw up my arms <laughs> I was like I've never done this like this is insane so, no one's taught me what to do in this yes yeah. I was like I don't know how to win I still had a Fitbit on I was like oh my gosh you have a Fitbit I, on yes <laughs> my team had like a competition of like steps like the week or that Stop. week I don't know but I couldn't miss out on those steps so I was like I have to wear my Fitbit and then I was like great I have pictures of me winning nationals in a Fitbit that <laughs> is so funny oh my goodness so well, those are some pretty memorable steps I would go back on that like little log and just look back and be like those were the steps I took to win yep NCAA title man that is hilarious I didn't notice uh, so maybe other people didn't okay. notice until now people are gonna go look at pictures and be like well, there's her Fitbit on. Yeah. <laughs> oh, for sure. It was bad. My whole team just made fun of me for so long with it, but it's all, all in good fun. Gosh, that that is so funny. I mean, I feel like that race, everyone kind of went into it with that mentality, the same one that you had. Like at, at this point, when we were warming up, it was such a joke. We were all in our puffers, like our puffer jackets, and no one was talking because the wind, you couldn't even hear anyone. No, the wind <laughs> was just awful out there. And we're just like, I can't believe we're running like now, like in this condition, like it was cold. Yeah, just not ideal. <laughs> it was so such a funny day. We were all laughing on the warm up. It was just a joke that ended up being that ended up working out well in both of our favors. So I guess <laughs> yeah, yeah, clearly that was the mentality you had to go in with it. Just be like, well, this is what it is, and <laughs> just gonna have fun with it. I know. Well, I think also just not putting pressure. I don't know about you, but like our team didn't put any pressure on herself that day. Yeah, our coach, no. our coach told us the day before that Colorado was going to win the race. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Dang. so yeah, we weren't we weren't really um, we weren't really prepared to win either. Yeah. So I guess it was a surprise for both of us. But um, 
cool well that that love love living up the glory days um at least you have other glory days to talk about but but I love living back on that day like so crazy yeah what what would you say is like your the best race of your life would you say it was that one I definitely yeah it's tied for that one and my um last collegiate race I think just like that one, I just overcame obstacles that I didn't think um, I could. And I just really wanted um, to end with one more national title. And uh, I think just finishing that and ending my career at Mizzou was just like, really just, I don't know, it came like full circle. And I was just really happy I could do that for our team and for my coaches. So I think those two are definitely tied. Yeah, that's awesome. What did you do to celebrate your um your last NCAA title oh I remember because we were in Oregon so we were um got we had to get voodoo donuts and, of, course, um, of course and then I remember we stopped at some ice cream I just remember having like a horrible stomach ache because we ate I ate too much I usually <laughs> do, I do that to myself a lot like post-race I'm just like so excited post-season like all that and then I just overeat and I'm like, oh, (laughs) I think that's very common. I don't think you're alone in that. Yes. The good old voodoo donut. That's what everyone does when they come to Yeah, yeah. And now I like live out here and I don't know the last time I've been to voodoo donuts. (laughs) I haven't haven't been to voodoo since I left Eugene. So I haven't even been to the one in Portland since I moved here. I know, me neither. Like that's horrible. Yeah. Um. And okay, what 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 was the worst race of your life? Because everyone has to have the bad one to have the great ones, you know. Oh yes, for sure. Um, the worst race was probably. I mean, it could have been like in result wise, it was definitely my freshman year. I made it to nationals and running at nationals. I was just like in shock. Like I was like tried to be in the front of the pack and then I quickly like died down to the mid pack and then I got lost and I was just like just lost in like a sea of runners and everyone was good I think I just like I finished I think 150 160 I don't Mm -hmm. remember but um like crossing the finish line I was like what happened (laughs) like out there (laughs) so that was definitely a shock to my system um but it was a good learning experience for sure. I needed that, um, to like that experience running at the national level so that the next time, um, I was there, I was ready for it and more prepared. But the one that kind of, I feel like motivated me the most for my senior season, at least was, um, NCAA cross my senior year, just coming back, like the returning champion. Um, I put a ton of pressure on myself. Um, I was so nervous, like on that line, I was nervous, like the whole season, I was like, I gotta like, win the title again, anything less than that is like failure, basically. And um, putting that kind of pressure on myself, just, I just result, like, had a bad end result, because it was just all or nothing. And I've realized after that race, like, I can't go into races like that. I need multiple goals. Like, I can't just think like, if I don't win it, like, it's a failure. So that one was a really good learning point for me. I finished seventh and I was just like so frustrated and um, like sad. So I just like, I took that frustration and took it to indoor and outdoor. And I had two of like the best seasons of my collegiate career. So um, I think you just need those um, races and those 
bad um, mentality sometimes because you can learn so much off of them. Definitely. And I think the cross country thing, you are definitely not alone in that. I feel like a lot of runners, their first time running at nationals, they, it's just, it's so overwhelming or even just running at a big meet, like pre-nationals or Wisconsin, like you're just, it's like you're thrown into the ringer. Everyone is so (laughs) good. And for me, at least I was like, where did all these people come from? I'm like, how is everyone running this pace? (laughs) And you're like, you're wondering, you're like, am I running slow right now? But you finished and it was a good time, but you're like mid-pack and it's just, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. And mid-pack is like a hundred and something. So it could be defeating, but like you said, it's a very big learning experience. Mm -hmm. And I think, I think a lot of people go through that. So if you're going into college, try not to be overwhelmed, but if you are just know everyone goes through it basically. So you're definitely not alone in that. Um, For sure. And going off like the second half of that, what, how do you handle the nerves now? Because obviously being so good, I'm sure you have a lot of like pressure and media attention on you. How do you handle that these days? I feel like um, I've actually been asked this recently, Um, but just for me, like when I go back to like high school races and stuff, I think like back to the nerves that I have before those. And it's like, I remember like standing on those like line, like standing on the line before like state meet in cross country or like state meet at track. And I would be just like wanting to throw up. Like I was so nervous, like shaky, just like awful. And now looking at it, like I'm on the line for like USA's or on the line for um, world championship final, like, and I'm not nearly as nervous as I was back in the high school days and that's crazy (laughs) it's just like it takes time and it just takes like that mentality and for me like I stand on the line and I'm like I'm healthy right now I've my training's been good I've been consistent and there's nothing more that I can be nervous for like I'm gonna give it my all and um just see after the race so I think I just think about all those things and I know like it's gonna like turn out for the best as long as I go into it with like that positive mindset Definitely. And when you were in high school, what would you be nervous for? Would you be nervous for like the outcome or for the pain that was about to? Yeah, Um, I still get nervous for the pain. But um, (laughs) for high school, I feel like a lot of the times like I especially like I would always just like go from the gun and then kind of like slowly fade. So (laughs) I think I was just like really nervous. Like I would get nervous about like people that haven't beat me before. Like I'd be like, well, they've never beat me. Like they can't beat me now. So I would be just like so nervous racing against them. And my high school coaches would always be like, why are you nervous about them? Like you got all these other people to worry about. You're nervous about this one person. I was like, yeah, because like I've always beat them. Like, I, like, <laughs> I have to like, like I, I don't even know. Like it was just, I think that high school mentality of just, you don't want to get beat by like, I don't even like just like certain people or, um, you really beat yourself up if you don't PR in every race. And um, I think over time, I've just learned to realize that like, yeah, you'll have off days. And yeah, there's your PRs just come, um, don't come every day. So um, to always, definitely always celebrating them and um, not being hung up if I don't get one. Yeah. Doesn't it feel like silly to look back and just think about the things that you were nervous about? Oh, yeah. And the superstitions, too. 
just yeah. being so pissed that you got beat <laughs> at like your league meet. You're like, oh, I'm gonna remember this for the rest of my life. And now you look back and you can't even remember what time you ran or what place you got. It's yeah. so funny. Like in the moment, you just think it's such a big deal, but in the grand scheme of things you're like what on earth was I so worried about I know. <laughs> like even just like the little things like I remember we didn't win state as a team and I was like this is the worst day of my life like we got pissed like this is just horrible and looking back on it I was like yeah I just minor things for sure more yeah. to come in the future yo what's up fellas this episode is brought to you by green chef green chef is a USDA Certified organic company that makes eating well easy and affordable with plans to fit every kind of lifestyle. They let you choose from a wide array of easy-to-follow lifestyles with organic ingredients, so you can choose from paleo, plant-powered, keto, and balanced living. Ingredients come pre-measured, perfectly portioned, and mostly prepped straight to your door. One thing I also love about Green Chef is that it's the most sustainable meal kit, offsetting 100% of its direct carbon emissions and plastic packaging in every box. So with Green Chef's wide variety of high quality clean ingredients, you can feel great about what you're eating and how it got to your table. I love Green Chef because, you know, if I don't have something like this, I literally will eat the same thing for dinner every night and it's always so boring. I don't have a ton of spices in my cabinet. I'm not really good switching it up, but having Green Chef delivered to my door, it makes it so easy. Dinner options work around your lifestyle and they do the meal planning, the grocery shopping, and most of the prep for you week after week. So you you never have to think twice. And the food is always so good. The meals are always mm, amazing. They're literally 10 times better than my just normal dinners. So recipes include pre-made measured sauces, dressings, spices, so you can get more flavor in less time. And coming from someone that doesn't have a lot of spices in her cabinet and never uses them, the meals just taste so much better. It literally feels like you are a chef in your own home, which makes you feel good too, you know? I'm like proud of myself after cooking this amazing Green Chef meal. Green Chef is also now owned by HelloFresh. So I like to switch between the both of them just depending on, you know, what my palate wants that month. You can use code COLDBREW80 to get $80 off of your first month plus free shipping on your first box. Go to greenchef.com slash coldbrew80 to redeem and for more details. That's greenchef.com slash coldbrew80 and use code COLDBREW80 to get $80 off your first month plus free shipping on your first box. Now let's get back into the show. Uh, so you've already, you've had a really good year, even with all of the crazy stuff going on. Um, what, like, how have you handled it? Because obviously you went into this year thinking that you're hopefully going to be going to the Olympics and that didn't end up happening. Then you guys started putting on races where you're just racing your team and you've ended up running 1426 and four flat and a world record four by 1500, um, like how have you handled that yeah not the year I expected that's for sure um (laughs) but like all came into the year and I feel like the whole time it was just like so much hype like this is the Olympic year like everyone's gonna be like in really good shape and we were just seeing that like in indoor I remember like Eleanor Perrier running like 416 in the mile and then people were just like going off and I was like okay this is like what an Olympic year is and Um, then we run our 3k and I was like, wow, we're like all in really good shape. Like I'm really excited. And then everything just hits and it was just one thing after the other. Like it was like all of colleges were canceling like their indoor nationals. And then after that, it was like, 
March Madness is canceled. And then it was like, well, the Olympics are still going on. So we are still practicing. And at the time, I should have been like, there's no way the Olympics are happening. But (laughs) of course, I was like, oh, they'll happen. Like, it's so far away. Like, they'll happen. And things just progressively, like, people started canceling, like, all of spring track and um, all of spring sports. And I was just like, okay, this is not looking good. And the day that we found out the Olympics were going to be, we didn't know exactly. Like, it didn't even say it was going to be postponed. It was, like, canceled or postponed. And we found that out. And we had practice that day. And we're all just, like, bummed. Like, what are we doing here? We're about to do, like, a speed workout. And I was like, I'm so not motivated to do this workout and um Jerry's like over here like smiling and laughing and we're like what the heck and he's like okay <laughs> like Olympics postponed another year to train another year to get better like let's get better and we're always like oh my gosh like this is not what we want to hear right now but yeah. I think over like I just took a week to kind of like be down about it but like then we just kind of all took that mentality we're like oh it's just another year to get better. Like we got to like, cause that's what you almost, you have to do. Like, it's such like a negative situation, but just finding that positive of what we can do and trying to figure that out, like being like, well, we'll get stronger next year and we're just going to build on it and we're going to treat it as normal of a year as we can. So we were fortunate enough to be able to get up to altitude and have a little like training stunt there and then we were going to come off of that. And the whole plan was like, we're going to race this fast 5k. Like we've been wanting to race a fast 5k for a while. And um, we went up to altitude to do that. But the whole time I, everyone on our team, we actually thought that we were going to come down race like an American record 5k, but it was going to be hand timed on the Nike track and not count for anything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and we're like, this is really unmotivating, but um, like, this is, this is what life is. And we got super lucky that um, USATF was able to work with us and je- like the Jesuit track was able to work with us and allowed us to host some like official meets, like as official as we can make them at this time. And the times actually counted because it would have been pretty sad to be telling people, yeah, yeah. I'm in 1426 at practice, but no video or timing system to prove no, it. No evidence at all. No though. evidence. Like, I work for it, guys. <laughs> Yeah, also, Shelby yeah. broke the American record, but yeah, but yeah, it doesn't no count. So that makes us, uh, we're just happy that we were able to at least have it count. And we were able to prove to ourselves that like we can hit those times because we both were talking about it for so long and just really wanting to like break down that barrier and um, hoping that on a whole world level that we can have more like Americans in that mix. Definitely. And I feel like you guys did prove that. How do you plan to like carry this momentum into next year? Yeah, um, just we're shutting down the season pretty soon. And I think these all these like fast times, um, I always like to think of it like one way or the other, like either you run in a big championship race and you place high, but you don't have the times. Well, it motivates you and gives you the confidence to get the times next or you run the fast times and now you have that confidence to run with those athletes and up there in that competition so I think having those times um, on our mind and knowing that we can hang with most people in the world which is actually pretty crazy to say um, (laughs) just gives us that confidence to run up near the front of the pack and compete for medals like we want to 
Definitely. Confidence is key, man, especially when you get to that top level. Yeah, I feel like that's what this year has really been all about. I mean, the times are obviously really impressive, but the confidence that you guys must have going into next year, man. Yeah, I'm excited for our group. It'll be, I think it'll be a good year. Definitely. Um, So you talk about you, you went to altitude camp. Can you take us through like what your altitude camp is like? Because I feel like a lot of pro groups do go to altitude camps, but there's never really much like behind the scenes of what. Yeah. (laughs) Um, This camp was really fun because it was just like way more relaxed. Um, Jerry let us bring like significant others for a lot of people on the team, but we also had a single house too. And (laughs) single house consisted of like um, the guys team and the girls team combined. We had just like a really big house that we had like most of the girls were on the top level and the guys were on the bottom level. And then we had like a big pool table um, in the like main room. So I feel like we just got a lot closer as a team and we played a ton of pool. We still all are horrible at pool. (laughs) We like started and we're like, we're all going to be pool sharks by the end of this. And um, I would say Grant is probably the, ended up being the best. Um, But uh, Courtney and I definitely improved our game. Elise improved her game too. Um, But yeah, it was really fun. We, Definitely a lot of hard workouts, but we had a lot of fun in the middle of it too. Nice. What um what is like the environment like on the team? Um, I feel like like right now we have a really good environment. The girls um and the guys team is really close and um we just were able to like keep it really relaxed uh throughout the whole camp, which it can be hard sometimes, like when we go up for altitude in the summer especially, it's just like we're up here training for some of like the biggest races of our lives and you know like stress levels are high like and it's hard to keep that um relaxed like setting so for this one it was just like well the stress levels weren't very high and we all just kind of had fun with it and it was just like you had a bad day but you're just like oh it's okay like um I'll get the next workout kind of thing so um it was really nice I feel like we were definitely like secluded in our little bubble too which I think gave us all like a little bit of some relief like with everything going on that we were able to just kind of be up in the mountains like with just each other and knew that like we could run with each other all the time because we were just quarantined together so um, I think in that aspect it really relieved a lot of stresses for us yeah what what would you say has been like the biggest transition for you from collegiate to pro? Um, probably the workouts. They've been just like, they're just some of the hardest workouts in my life. And <laughs> I think like just when you look at our group and you see the success that we've like slowly become, but um, you're not seeing like these workouts that we're doing leading to those points. And I just feel like, like Elise having her breakthrough 5k um like I just everyone saw it coming like on our team we're just like yeah she's gonna run sub 15 like she's ready for it and um I think it's really cool to be able to see that progression throughout people when they join the group and to actually see like how fast that comes about because she hasn't been in the group for too long either and to have that kind of progression and um like it's been really exciting. And for us, I think it's always just like, we're always working towards that workout setting and 
we want to just like feel good on the workout. So it's like, yep, we're running easier on these days. And that's, that's just so we can really gear up for those hard workouts. Yeah. I feel like the improvement, it kind of, it doesn't come out of nowhere, but it comes so fast. Like even people like you or Elise or Jessica Hole, like the improvements that you guys have made since, since college is mind blowing to me. Um, obviously I'm not seeing what you guys do every day, but I'm just like, man, how do they do that? So would you just like credit it to the workouts or is it just kind of like the overall lifestyle that changed? Yeah. Um, overall lifestyle for sure. Like having, not having that stress of like school and everything on your mind as well. You're just literally in this like own like professional environment and surrounding yourself around these people that have all this talent and have that work ethic. It just makes it like so easy to make those decisions. Like um, we're up at altitude and like everyone's, you know, eating right, sleeping right, all that kind of stuff. Like it's a no brainer. Whereas like when you're in college and you know, you're surrounded by like, there can be like the school, like the party scene, like there's all these different factors that um, can distract you very easily. And just for us, like we have, we don't have as much distractions. So I think that helps a lot, that environment. And then also, obviously, like I said, the workouts and I'm having like world medalist people like level um, pushing me every day. And that's just huge, like getting to work out with like Shelby and getting to work out with like Courtney and Colleen, like all these like girls that have done like all the things they've done and pushing us and having that mentality is just really cool to see like on a day-to-day basis. Is there anything that like surprised you about becoming a pro runner that you didn't expect? Um, I feel like I didn't expect like to still have like um, that variety in my um, just like my, not my like lifestyle, but my um, like eating and everything. Like I was like, Oh, like professional runner, like no more sweets, like no more easy runs. Like, it's all going to be hard from here on out. And um, when I got here, it was like, um, girl, like people on the team were like, you know, still having dessert at times. They're still running super easy for some runs. And I think that just really like surprised me. I was just like, Oh, like I just thought professional runner, like super serious, like cut out a bunch of things. But I think it's just really important to have that um, durability in your training and in your diet, because I just, I hate cutting things out and, um, I have a horrible sweet tooth. So I like have to cater to that every now and then. (laughs) And I think just mentally, it really helps us. We run so many miles and do such hard workouts that you need those easy days. You need the easy runs. You need like sweets sometimes. And yeah. So that's kind of a pleasant surprise biggest surprise <laughs> yeah that's a nice one to, have, to yes. have so to wrap up the episode do you have like a quote that you live by Ooh. <laughs> um I feel like I really like like different quotes but um one of them that I like the most is just like I don't even know who it's from but it's like basically just states like you're stronger than you like um feel like you're smarter than you think and you're braver than you believe I think I don't know I might have even like messed up the wording on that but I just really like that one because it just really I just feel like mentality and mindset is huge in running 
And for me, like if I didn't think like I could run 14 twenties, you know, like I would have never done it. But the fact that I, Oh yeah. It's like a Winnie the Pooh quote, actually. Sorry. <laughs> but it's, so, it's so cute. Like it's just so perfect. Okay. Now I have it better. You're braver than you believe, stronger than you seem and smarter than you think. And I just, I love that because it's just like, you know, like reaching for the stars kind of thing. Like um, you're not going to get there if you don't believe in yourself. So um, nice. I think that's a really cool quote. Good old Winnie coming through with the quote. I know. Did someone, did someone, did your sister just pull that up for you yeah, right now? she just pulled it up. She was just like <laughs> laughing at me and then she like showed me. I was like, oh yeah, it is Winnie the Pooh, but it's so cute. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, well, I think that's a good note to end on. Where can people follow you for, you know, good old running inspo to see how yes. you're doing, what workouts you're doing, your race results, just uh, overall amazing pictures, I would say. Where can they follow you at? Yes, definitely my Instagram. I post on that one the most, but that's Carissa Schweiz 4. So that and my Twitter, which are the same username. Yeah. Nice. Perfect. Also, you just went viral on TikTok, so go follow me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> viral on TikTok. If you just want a good laugh, like you should go on there. Have some insights to altitude training. Lots of cat stuff. So <laughs> <laughs> Lots of cat stuff. Yeah. Shout out Simba. All right. Um, cool well thank you so much for coming on the podcast this was a fun episode super educational I think Um, yeah it was a good time thanks for coming on can we get a good old peace out fellas of course peace out fellas thanks for having me big shout out to my girl Carissa for coming on the pod (laughs) I actually had a lot of fun recording this episode super easy to talk to her obviously with her being one of my good friends so loved having her on the podcast and I hope you guys did too Big shout out to John for supporting the podcast. I give a shout out to one of my supporters every week. It's super easy to make a monthly donation to this podcast. It's just through the Anchor website and it's also linked in the show notes. It would mean so much to me if you listen on Apple Podcasts, if you rated and reviewed the podcast. It really helps grow the podcast and it means a lot to me just to hear you guys' feedback. If you want to stay up to date on the podcast, make sure to follow at Convos Over Cold Brew Pod on Instagram. And I will see you guys in the next one. Peace out, fellas. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward with each new idea, innovation, and partnership. We're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free.
That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done.